0: my biggest struggle was was um, you know trying to figure out like okay now that I'm done with with the Marine Corps which is like serve and protect and you know like uphold the Constitution what do I do now Mm -hmm. Um, and so it kind of left me um, you know without an identity and I kind of struggle to find that
1: we are the David Johnson show bringing the veteran community stories and perspectives so you can design the life that you deserve Back to the David Johnson show here at the studio in Phoenix, Arizona. We are joined right now with James Lloyd. Pleasure to have you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. This is a unique experience on the show because a lot of the shows we script out in the sense of what kind of what do we want to talk about talking points. This is a new thing that we're trying where we're just going to get on and talk. Okay. No no direction, nothing left, no stone left unturned. We're just going to talk, man. We we, we don't know anything about each other, but we both served in the military and we're just going to rap for a bit. Cool. So uh, what branch were you in? I was in the Marine Corps. All right. What, when did you join?
0: I went in uh, March of 08 and got out around uh, January of 13. March
1: of 08. Uh, are you from Phoenix? Yeah. Cool. What did you do in the Marines?
0: I did a lot of stuff. I signed up as an 0311, so infantryman. And okay. then um, when I was going through uh, uh, infantry school, I got selected for... Um, ceremonial marches so basically i got moved out to dc oh wow and uh, did parades funerals stuff like that It's awesome i've uh, always
1: uh, respected those guys yeah and then That's the super
0: cool second year or after the first year um tried out for silent drill platoon got on the team um it was wow. actually my se- second attempt there was a miscommunication the first year but i got over that and <laughs> miscommunication um, got on the team the second year and spent a year going around doing shows uh wow. nationwide uh, and that was a really cool experience.
1: Now, and is that then, the, Is that the Marine Corps Silent Drill Team, or am I missing? There's only one, yeah, and that's what you were on. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah, so there's about wow. thirty-six
0: guys, and there's the Marching Twenty-four who perform the shows. So, wow,
1: yep. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, so halftime shows, um, which are really cool. NBA halftime shows are so loud, you know, when you're out on the out on the court slamming, you know, butts. You have to put rubber rubber caps on your butts so that you don't damage the floor. But it was pretty what's uh, the crazy. selection
1: process to get into that? Um,
0: tryouts if you will yeah it's about uh if i remember right uh three to four months of drill training wow. um you start with a group of about 100 and then they accept maybe 12 to 16 every year because they have to wow. cycle them through you're only there for two years so yep and um you know, you wake up and your hands are all curled up because you've been holding a 10-pound rifle. Just They call it rifle hazing, but it's just it's just like, you know, 12, 12 hours or so of drill every day, and you're just, you know, your forearms hurt and your fingers hurt. Wow.
1: That brings a new uh, new definition to attention to detail. Yeah. Wow. What was the inspections like going on uh, before a show or before a, a ceremony? Um, <clears throat> for the
0: most part, once you get t- onto the team, there's very little inspection. Mm. Um, you just have fire team inspections. Um, but you have to develop uh, a level of discipline and attention to detail to even make it on the team sure. that you're kind of self, you know, sufficient by that time.
1: Wow. So, and then did you do that the rest, rest of your career? Did you? So back? yeah,
0: I did that for two years. So one year doing regular, uh, marching and then one wow. year sound drill. And then I got sent out to three, four, uh, which is in 29 palms. And that was my original unit. I was supposed to go to from so infantry back to school. mother infantry. Yeah. So that. I actually ran into some of the guys that I went to boot camp with, which was really cool. Um, and we deployed to Jordan for a brief while, trained their special forces, which was interesting. And then, uh, <laughs> while we were there, that was around 2011, uh, 3-7 needed some extra guys. And I hadn't been in com- uh, on a combat deployment yet. So me and about 20 other guys jumped over to 3-7 as soon as we got back and immediately went to Afghanistan.
1: Wow. So, and what year was that?
0: I want to say that was the fall of uh,
1: winter of 11. When you left... Uh- the drill team and, and showed up to the infantry, you know, did they ask a lot of questions? Were you like the, kind of I got treated like a boot them? again. Yeah.
0: Um, and I wasn't in great shape because I uh, actually had a surgery on my left wrist. I tore two ligaments uh, from drilling so much. And of course, you know, they tell you like, oh, just drink water and take ibuprofen. Yeah. Well, I did that for a couple of months, found out that I torn two ligaments and oh, I wasn't wow. actually being a baby. <laughs> so I had to get surgery and then they were really upset, but you know, wow. what can you do? Yeah. So... Well- and you said, I'm sorry, you deployed to Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. What part? We were in, um, let me think. We were in Wishtan, I believe it was called. So it was like Fob Jackson and Fob Nole. I think. We were in that area. Wow. But we were kind of like the easternmost part. Uh, we were PB Chakaw, which is like as far east as you can go, I think, in the Helmand province. Wow. Minus some special forces. If you get on your little yeah, radar, yeah. you can see their their buggies out there driving around and stuff. So Did uh. Did you ever think about reenlisting, or did you know you wanted a ETS? I pretty much knew within a couple of years that I didn't want to stay in. Yeah. Um, I kind of questioned it all the way up until getting out. Um, but uh, it was one of those things where I, uh, I very much enjoy knowing stuff, knowing information, because it allows me to manage my time better and accomplish things. And in the military, uh, for good reason, they very much want you to just obey without question. So mm. I definitely understand that aspect. I just knew that it wasn't a good fit for me. So what did you do when you first got out? I did a lot of things. Um, I think the first thing that I did after I got out is I tried for. Um, I did some security work for a private security company here for a couple of years, and then um, I did some uh, construction work for my father-in-law, who's a building contractor. So, uh, framing, remodeling, roofing, all that kind of stuff. After one summer of roofing, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Oh, summer,
1: yeah, especially.
0: Yeah, and. Um, I climbed cell towers. I got certified in welding. So I was kind of just oh, trying wow. out different things. What do I like? Um, and then uh, eventually um, got into personal training. So mm. I kind of fell back on like, what is the only thing that I have experience in and kind of know already? And that was fitness. I really had a passion for fitness. So, And that's what you still do today? No, I actually do video. So oh. fitness led to video. Interesting. Um, yeah, I did fitness for about five years, trained, managed a gym, um, did online training, kind of the whole nine yards.
1: Would you say that, I mean, bounce around when you get out, was it, was it rough for you? Was it you just didn't know what you wanted to do? or <clears throat> what, what was the, the mindset behind that?
0: Yeah, it was kind of like um, when I got out, you have this huge kind of purpose and camaraderie um, when you're in the Marine Corps. Like you have one purpose. You have a unit of guys who have the same core values and all that stuff. And when you get out, you kind of lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my biggest struggle was was, um, you know, trying to figure out like, okay, now that I'm done with, with the Marine Corps, which is like serve and protect and, you know, like uphold the constitution, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. Um, and so it kind of left me, um, you know, without an identity and I kind of struggled to find that. And especially back then I was, uh, probably like mid to early twenties, um, still young. Now that I look back, I'm only 31 now and I'm like, man, I was so young and immature. And, um. Had some struggles that really taught me that um, my identity is in Christ, and I've been I've been a Christian since I was a young kid, but I'd never really seen Him work until I had to struggle starting my own business, being married, and you know feeding the family on one income in a world mm-hmm. that's not really designed for that. You know what I mean? Especially now. Wow.
1: So you found your strength in Christ. Did that come gradually as you got out, or when you got out you knew it, or just? Slowly, it built slowly, up slowly over built. time. Yeah, it built up over time. It was me searching, me
0: searching, trying to do everything on my own without help, you know.
1: Was there one event in particular
0: that led to that or just cumulative again over time? It was cumulative, but I would say uh, last March, I think, about a year ago, um, we were in East Mesa. I, uh, we were renting a single family home and I had a training studio set up in my garage. I was doing online training and uh, business wasn't going great, but it was going okay. We were getting by. And um, we got a letter in the mail, and it was from the property management. And they're like, hey, the, the landlord's moving back in, so you need to move Ooh. out. You have six weeks. Mm-hmm. we are like, I thought we were going to renew. <sighs> and we had no money in our accounts. Um, we had credit card debt to start the video business, which I was doing at the time, um, starting that up.
1: And so was the video business around personal training? Uh, no, it was unrelated. separate. Yeah, two separate. Yeah, okay, two gotcha. separate.
0: yeah I, was, uh, I had uh, finished film school about a year before that. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah but my faith kind of really built up when it was like, Hey, you have nothing and you have debt and you have to move and you have two kids. So at this point I had two kids.
1: The world's crashing down. Yeah. And, uh,
0: so we ended up like downsizing massively a year ago. Um, moved in with, uh, moved into a little apartment in downtown Mesa and, uh, kind of, uh, put up with roach infestation, sewer, sewer floods and stuff like that in our apartment. Property management wasn't doing anything. And that was, probably the peak of my realization, like when I have nothing, I have Jesus. And we had some friends that we were like, uh, doing these like online meetings with once a week and they were going through very similar things, you know, and, um, it, just having that community and knowing that like everyone's going through something and then to realize like Jesus is always there for you. And so my faith is what got me through that. And, and it helped, you know, my wife, same thing if we didn't have that, you know, we would have been at each other's throats and all this, you know, all that kind of stuff. Cause we'd experienced that before.
1: So what do you, do you, do you feel that you can just take on the stress and the burdens because of your faith? Do you, do you Absolutely. truly feel an internal <laughs> physical sense of calm? And yeah. how, do, what does it do to you?
0: Well, for example, we've got this whole coronavirus thing going on and everyone's freaking out and panicking. And, um, I've just been really at peace about it because I somehow got through all of last year. I don't, I don't remember doing that much work. I was always working, but somehow we were always paying our bills. Like ridiculous things would come up. Um, I joined this mentorship this mentorship group that's based in LA, and when we needed you know another 500 bucks to finish paying off rent that month, I got a job through them with mm-hmm. uh, a company out in LA. But they're filming here in Arizona. They're like, hey, they need a, a drone operator. Can you do that? I was like, sure made 500 bucks, paid rent. Like they just come out of nowhere. So wow. a lot of people say like, oh, it's coincidence. It's not God, you know? And and I'm, I'm okay with them thinking that or saying that. But my whole thing is like coincidence means it's not likely to happen. So if he's providing every single month mm. for years on end, there's something there. There's something there. It doesn't have to be God for whoever, but I firmly believe that. So seeing him provide every single month Um, there's more stories than that has been proof Proof enough for me. And so it's
1: like, I know he'll provide now. Wow. What's, what's next in the next, uh, year or two of your life on the horizon? I don't know. Um, I've
0: picked up quite a few clients since last fall and, um, they're also a good Christian family and they just have level heads and they're doing good work. Um, but basically I'm having to bring on more people. I'm trying to start a mentorship program and do some online training videos to launch later this year. Wow. Um, because really I just want to help other people, whether it's vets or not, um, kind of do their own thing. Um, so I want to teach other people all the mistakes I made over five years of trying to be self-employed and yeah. say, Hey, use these mistakes, learn from them so you can get your, you know, your, your job business. off the ground, your Mainly off on the ground. entrepreneurial business. Yeah. Off the ground. Start
1: whatever you want really, but yeah. specifically video. Specifically video. Okay. Yeah. You like that niche. Mm-hmm. So what's a client to you? What, what, what kind of projects do you do on the?
0: All kinds of stuff. I've um, done some music videos, lots of weddings now. Um, wow. My main client, they actually teach people how to convert single family homes into assisted living homes um, and how to run it as a business, uh, wow. which I'd never even heard of that. You know, I'm 31, so I don't think of assisted living, um, but it's really opened my eyes on how I could potentially help my grandparents and then my parents down the road. Wow. And uh, potentially hand off those homes to my kids. I won't tell them, um, you know, but something to pass on, and then maybe I'll have a place to live when I'm in my 80s and 90s.
1: <laughs> we have a very similar story in the sense of the military, the getting out, the bouncing around, very, very similar. Do, do you think that, and I call it bouncing around, but trying different things, whatever have you, do you think when you got out and you bounced around and tried different things, that was uh, a positive for you so you could see different things, kind of learn what you want to do, don't want to do? Absolutely. Um, When I got
0: out, I didn't see it as a positive, trying all these things. I was like, man, my resume sucks because I've been like nine months to a year at all these different jobs. Um, But now looking back, um, every time I encounter a situation, I draw on those past experiences and those jobs to apply, to solve a problem or to better interact with people, whatever the case is. And I realized it was a plus. You know? So I'd highly encourage people who, if they don't know what they want to do, try lots of different things.
1: Well, I've said it on the show numerous times, and I'm a firm believer in this, knowledge is cumulative. You don't know what you don't know in your 20s, and you think you know a lot, and, and, and you get older. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be 38 in about two weeks. So you know, I've been a full-time entrepreneur for almost 12, 13 years now. And, and like I said, knowledge is cumulative. I think you just keep building and building, building, building. And it just it, it compounds over time. So the guys and gals getting out of the military in their early 20s, you don't know what you don't know. As a matter of fact, you know, the show that you're on right now started as a book. It did. That's cool. Nine months ago, I wrote a book on finance. Uh, That was the idea. That was the start. I personally feel that I've done a deep dive in finance the past three to four years just because the business I had started making a little bit of money And I needed something to do with my own money, but it's not like I could just go to a financial advisor. I'm not a big, you know, it wasn't some big wig, here's a million dollar check, manage my money. I wasn't like that, but I'm like, okay, I'm making some money now. I need to do something. So I did a deep dive into finance and started studying it, studying it almost like an obsession on a daily basis. Cool. That's really cool. So much like you wanting to create these videos, mentors to somebody maybe wanting to start a business. I'm like, okay, well, I think I have something profound and relevant to say on finances. And I, I'm huge in the veteran community. You know, I did six years in the army. And I'm like, right, let, me write a, let me write this book. 50 pages, short and sweet to the point, but stuff that they should teach Perfect you. Perfect for in, Marines. Yeah, <laughs> colors, pictures, charts. Like they should teach you this stuff in a college 101 class. Like yeah. they, they just should, but Finances or money? Finances are money. I mean, what's yeah. the difference between... A four hundred one K, an IRA, and a Roth IRA. I don't know. How are you taxed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well that's a big deal. Yeah. Right? I mean, and you're only gonna start you're only gonna retire one day or be financially stable one day if you start saving and putting your money into the proper buckets, investing them properly, know how those buckets affect you. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> how the show started, you know, that that uh, this book I started kind of morphed into this. And again, knowledge is cumulative and one thing led mm-hmm. to another. You have met the producers yeah. and we got together and we said, "You know what? Let's do a talk show. Let's nice. do a show. Let's do a video podcast." But if you would ask anybody in this room, let's do this show 10 years ago, the, the, the knowledge wasn't there. Yeah. And even if, you know, the, the platforms and everything existed, but we didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. So, you know, to your point of what you're saying, I Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. That's awesome. So, what advice would you give the the 23, 24, 25-year-old getting out
0: um, definitely try lots of things. Um, if there is some sort of uh, faith that you'd like to pursue or if you're interested in, definitely check it out. Um, because, uh, you know, even though you don't have to be a Christian, but even the Bible says, seek and you'll find. And even if you don't want to, if even if you, even if somebody told you that that wasn't from the Bible, um, I would, I could definitely say that just by seeking, you will find. I couldn't um, agree more. As soon as I started like, looking for more information like i just found out about robert kiyosaki like last year right apparently he's this big big wig right and he knows a bunch of stuff and yeah. i started here you know reading Read, his books and yeah. hearing him talk i'm like yeah how is this not like more it's a new outlook yeah and so then i started looking and finding more and sure enough like i found more information like so definitely seek whatever it is that you're after and you will find
1: answers and by he- meeting the those you know, Robert Kawasaki's of the world, seeing those, hearing those, reading those different perspectives, opinions, it helps. It helps to shape your mind. Yeah, and, and, you and your life.
0: Yeah, definitely rewires your brain. Um, so definitely, like, try different jobs, try different things, um, see what you like. If you can, like, pursue what you enjoy, um, but also um, pursue and try to get better at what you don't enjoy, mm-hmm. um, because those are going to be the things that hold you back. So a lot of people say, like, you know, spend all your, you know, spend most of your energy with what you're good at, but Um, What if you don't enjoy what you're good at? You know what I mean? Um, Like I enjoy fitness. I'll probably never be more than 180 pounds, you know, (laughs) 175 pounds, right? And it took me like a lot of years to realize that. And so I still do it because I enjoy it, but it's not my main thing, you know what I mean? And I really enjoy video. Um, So I'd say definitely try different things and uh, definitely keep a positive mindset because um, the world is full of fear and hate and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't bring any progress. Um, positivity is huge. Like I cannot tell you how big it is. It's hard at times. It's hard to stay hundred percent positive. I think every morning, think of one thing that you're grateful for at least maybe 10 things and you'll start to realize life isn't that bad, no matter how bad things are.
1: Yeah. I like it. So James, man, thank you. No problem. Thanks for coming down.